I moved to England when I was 18. Oh no, and they didn't have any. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the chili roasting season, you yeah. crave that. And yeah. I'm like, I need the smell. I've been an investor almost my entire life. I started with a mutual fund when I was 18 years old. Then I started investing in growth stocks. I was within a year of starting my real estate investment journey in Florida over 20 years ago when I was laid off, then divorced. Not the greatest time to invest in real estate, so I moved back to Farmington. I dabbled in stocks again not long after, but got burned by the 2008 financial crisis. I began anew in 2020 because the market crash was way too good an opportunity to pass up. I've learned a lot over the years and now I have a winning portfolio, but I still want to get into real estate investing. I'm on my way to pick up Leah Thomas. She's a broker with R1 New Mexico and we're going to talk real estate. The last few years have been a roller coaster ride with real estate, and I want to know what Leah's thoughts are on the market today. She might even have some funny stories to tell. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors Ken Collins Marketing. It's simple, we help small business owners get more customers. Show our sponsors some love. If you're watching the video, show us some love by smashing the like button. And remember, the views and opinions expressed on Ken's Think Tank do not necessarily reflect those of our sponsors. Is it Leah or Leah? It doesn't matter. When I lived in England, they, they pronounced it Leah. Yeah. Um, just don't call me late for supper. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're heading into downtown. I actually just picked you up a few minutes ago from your office which is, it's R1, but it's more than that. What is it? It's R1 New Mexico Farmington. Okay. And if you were in, in Albuquerque or other parts of the state, you would know it as Realty One. Realty One, okay. And they're the largest New Mexican-owned brokerage in our state. And they were started by a gentleman who watched his mom um, hustle, hustle, hustle in real estate. And then yeah. she didn't have a lot when she got to the end of her life and so he wanted to change that for realtors and then they built this business model where um, their fees are pretty low and so they made it where it's easy to afford to be a realtor uh, and then you can turn around and take you know the rest of what you would be paying to a brokerage and put that back into your business and right. your personal life okay and for me like the first year that I made the switch I was able to help my daughter buy a car, you know, because I had that extra um, and put it into my marketing and things like that. So for me, it was a huge, huge opportunity yeah. right away. Real estate is, it's been a roller coaster for the last, going on three years now. Oh my goodness, it's been, it's yeah. been quite a ride for sure. 2019 was okay, you know, right. and then um, 
the beginning of 2020 was pretty great. Yeah. And then um, 2020 was an absolute roller coaster where, yeah. you know. Um, where it was famine and then just going absolutely insane. Absolutely. Yeah, and, those two. And it's carried on. You know, 2021 was pretty wild and um, 2022 was. Um, it had some stabilization, which was so good because yeah. that's really what we needed was, um, you know, not, we needed to slow down where we didn't have 15 buyers for every property. <laughs> right. That was so stressful. Okay. How are we going to make yeah. our offer strong? Well, you know, <laughs> would you like a dog and we'll, you know, I'll, I'll clean the floors. Like how, how do we structure this deal where it's going to work for everybody? Right. You know? right. And we did some pretty, pretty great business. And I would say, one of the things I'm most thankful about is our real estate community here in the Four Corners. Right. Um, we have some really amazing people who are not just at, at our brokerage, uh -huh. but at other brokerages too. Like, they're people of integrity who really yeah. want to do good business yeah. and want to elevate the real estate scene. And that makes it much more easy to navigate the last three years that we've had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have uh, several friends who are realtors here locally. And yeah, so there, there are, there's some really great people and they're spread all over. It seemed like the elements of the real estate industry were kind of calming down towards the end of the year which is not completely uncommon just being that it's winter. Right. And that's a little bit of an annual norm. It seems like it's just kind of in this weird flux where is it going to be really horrible year going forward or is it going to be really great? Right. Right. So is inventory going to open up and there's going to be more houses on the market or are interest rates going to start coming back down? Like there's so many elements to this thing. It's just so complicated. It is. And, um, for me, it's part of the reason why, why, or it helps that I'm an information junkie. Um, cause you go to those specialists who do this for a living, you know, yeah. while nobody has a crystal ball, right. um, <laughs> you know, they look at the trends and, um, you know, kind of give us an overview. Um, I think the biggest thing is to kind of figure out what's the right thing for you. You know, yeah. do you need to sell? Do you need to buy? What does that look like for you? Because, you know, just like people four years ago um, who were thinking of waiting, you know, the right time to buy if you need to buy is now, you know, because look at the amount of equity that right. they would have had, right. you know, at this stage. We're still expecting people to gain equity, um, not quite at the, you know, 30% right. that people yeah. were seeing in the past, which is part of that stabilization, but mm -hmm. I would say probably closer to what would be more of a norm closer to, you know, between probably six and 9%. I think the biggest thing we're going to have to see that's going to help with that is, um, at least in our area for sure is additional inventory. Yeah. Um, part of that that's going to help is the spring market. You know, uh -huh. we would normally see an uptick in properties that are listed. I would say, you know, based on people that I've talked to, uh, for sale by owners, people who are getting ready to list their properties, um, they there is an expectation that they're waiting for the spring. You right. know, I would definitely expect that. The other thing is, especially in our area, we flat out need builders to come in and build. You know, mm -hmm. um, every builder that I've talked to that we're trying to help our clients build property, they're a year out. You yeah. know, and so um, we've talked to a couple of different builders outside the area um, about coming in and 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 flat out helping with that because. And that will help bring the property prices down. Um, 
the first time home buyer price range when I first started in 2014 was around 150 and now yeah. it's elevated to 250 um, in this area yeah in okay. this area so there are several other ways Farmington lags the rest of the country um, a bit in in good stuff and in bad stuff so when bad right. stuff is happening it takes longer for it to catch hold here it does yeah when good stuff is happening it takes longer for it to catch hold here um, real estate's a little bit weird though you know it's so different from different areas of the country so but there's kind of a trend do you think that we'll again lag that trend i think we will um like you said we're, we're always kind of in our own little bubble yeah and we're usually be, be, between six months to a year behind the rest of the country right um i think some of it has been you know our we're a little bit insulated because of our industry um I think we're going to see a softer landing than other parts of the country. Right. Um, partially because of the investments that different organizations have made in our area. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's going to be an offset to that. The different people in our area, I think, have gone really hard to try and help offset that. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to have the same landing that, that the rest of the country might have. The other side of it, too, is, you know, the housing bubble that that people saw that we saw in 2008-2009 was built on different things and the federal government has highly regulated those um, the lending industry which is what that housing bubble was built on and the housing um, issue that we're seeing now is based on low inventory and not on lending practices okay and so that's part of the huge huge difference and I think really um, would speak a lot to maybe people's fear factor, right. you know, that right. um, we're not going to see that same huge the burst whole and problem. Is not just going to come it's crashing not. down. Yeah, yeah, it's really not. Even when people work on the inventory problem, it's going to have a slower correction and a slower stabilization right. than the bubble bursting because of lending practices. Right. Where I think people were maybe getting loans that didn't have any business having loans that high. Right. You know? Yeah. Because um, there were there were maybe no requirements or less requirements to prove that income that they could repay it. Right. You know? Definitely some different practices in place nowadays, which I'm really thankful for. And I know sometimes some of my buyers are like, you know, the lender's asking for this and, and I've already provided it, but now they're asking for an updated one. Why? You know? <laughs> and it's... Um, partially because of that and it's it's really a safety practice you know to help people um, and so that they know you know this is your true story and you can actually afford this house right. and this is the proof of it right we had a gentleman last summer or the summer before on paper you know he didn't make very much money but that's how he managed his taxes or whatever right but he was able to show in his bank account that he actually did make enough to buy a house. Yeah. And so not every lender does that particular loan program, right. but um, there are lenders out there. Um, so that's what I'm always like, if you're thinking about buying a home, let's get you with a lender mm -hmm. as step one um, so that they can help you figure out where your best option is and what your options are. And if there's a couple of things that you can tweak to get to your best next step, you know, there are some really great lenders in our area that will help you figure out what that looks like. Right. Wow, they've gotten really far. I know. That's incredible. It's crazy. We're looking at the, the Mormon uh, temple, the new temple. I don't drive this way very often, but 
they've built really fast. It I looks live right great. down here, so we can actually look right out the front window over the kitchen sink and see it between the houses. We can oh, see man. the progress. Yeah. That would be really neat to see it coming up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I'm interested to see what it looks like when it's done. Me too. Me too. Because I'm a straight line person, and so I'm like, oh, they put that tilt oh, yeah. tilted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you say that you had some some crazy stories? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I went around to my group this week when I was figuring out that we were going to do this. Yeah. And I was like, tell me your funny stories about stuff that's happened to you um, that you'd be okay sharing. And so... Um, one of the first ones, it actually happened to me and a realtor that I was working with at the time. We had scheduled this open house in this really beautiful house and gotten all the signs put up, got, it was all advertised, marketed everywhere. So we knew people were going to come and got to the house and knocked on the door. Nobody answered the car. The seller's car was there. So we knew that they were there. So we're going on, we let ourselves in, turning on the lights, you know, opening window shades and getting ready for the open house and come to find out that the seller was actually on had completely forgotten about the open house yeah. and they were on the back patio buck naked <laughs> sunbathing and i'm just like uh, it's, it's a just, showing right, right. <laughs> hopefully not that kind of showing oh my gosh i'm like what do you do at that point you know right. because you already you know people are gonna come oh my gosh and it's one of those like they're embarrassed you're embarrassed you yeah. don't know what to do and there's no it's not in the manual like what do you do in this right. scenario um it's so wild um, oh my goodness one of my associate brokers um she was driving to a showing and um, she ended up getting pulled over and I don't remember if she got a ticket or not but um, then she went on to the showing then the next day she was showing a new buyer some different property and she showed up and it was the cop from the had pulled her over oh, the no. day before and he was there in his cop car and she was like wait are you, <laughs> are you stalking here to me? See the house are you you know yeah oh my goodness I had gone to another showing. The seller had forgotten that we had a showing scheduled. And so came in, showed the house, got to the kitchen, and the seller was in the kitchen making himself a sandwich in his boxer shorts. <laughs> and it's one of those, like, you know, and the buyer got really embarrassed and left. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, pause. <laughs> this, it's just not in the manual, you know. That's one of those. I guess that's where your industry crosses over into that area right where you're in your home you're just doing your thing right you're right? just you're just all out and ugly and uh because you're in your home and then your realtor comes walking in because you've scheduled something with them right and they're bringing people into your house and you're just there all hanging out and ugly oh my gosh <laughs> oh and it's just like you know the in certain markets like you can't you got to still show the house you know <laughs> right. if they don't see it they might miss it you know right. and so it's like <laughs> go put a bathroom on we'll um, oh, no. it's so wild <laughs> but you forget and you leave stuff out you know yeah and you yeah. don't know when you leave that day if you're going to get a showing or not right you know and so um one of my associate brokers said that um she was going through the house and there was a a used condom hanging on the shower curtain <laughs> and she's just like she looked at it and she like walked on and then she heard her buyers laughing and she was like 
she didn't know, you know, if they saw it, that's what they were laughing about. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I try not to walk through with clients. I try to walk ahead of them. Yeah. So that I can Scope preemptively, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was this one showing and... Take um, the underwear off the lampshade. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, this lady was very proud of her body and had nude pictures of herself all over her bedroom. Right. right. You know, and I'm like, I'm just laying these down. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. They just don't prepare you for that, you yeah. know? I'm like, yeah. it's not something you think you're going to see. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Depending on the buyer, that might be a selling point. Right, right. Do these pictures come with the house? Right? Can we write them into the offer? <laughs> right. It's so funny. I don't know. Some of the weirdest things I've written into offer. I've written chickens into the offer. Have you? You know, they wanted the, from from the buyer. Yeah. Or yeah. okay. The they wanted to buy the thirty six acres of farmland with the house, yeah. and then they wanted all the chickens. Yeah. Leave the chickens. Yeah. And the seller was great with it because he was moving somewhere tropical. So yeah. What was he going to do with the chickens? You know. Right. <laughs> um, we've written llamas into offers. Um, the sky's really the limit, you know? <laughs> and people are always like, can we do this? And I'm like, let's see what happens, you know? You never know. I know we have a running list of, of things in our office. Things that you don't think you would ever hear in real estate. And yeah. the top of the list is, good news, it's not meth, it's only heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it's great news! It's it's the best. It was actually it was really, really good news. <laughs> Um, I had taken my daughter to um, to Disneyland for her 19th birthday, yeah. and I'm in the middle of California Adventure, and my admin calls, and she's like, just completely distressed. And we had a property under contract that we were we had the buyer and the um, seller had a tenant, and we had scheduled inspections. And when we got there, um, the tenant wouldn't let anybody into the master suite. Did the whole rest of the apartment got. Uh, or townhome had the inspections. They wouldn't let anybody into the master suite. Well, yeah. finally they let the, the smoke remediation guy, because they had smoked in the property, and so we needed an estimate to see how okay. much that would cost. Finally, they let the smoke remediation guy into the master suite, and he comes out, and he's like, they're making meth in there, they're filming porn. Like, <laughs> I know. And not, not the things you want to hear on your inspection. Right. So at this point, we stop, and the... Um, buyer leaves and we're trying to see if we're going to stay under contract or what but we need to now navigate like because if, if it was meth we would have to have a uh, yeah. forensic cleaning and blah, right. blah blah all the things costly you know <laughs> definitely add to the cost right. um so fast forward to a couple days later and we get it i get it all looked at and the listing broker calls me good news <laughs> It's only heroin. <laughs> so whenever we have a transaction that we've got some speed bumps along the way, that's what we tell. It's okay. Good news. It's only it's heroin. It's only heroin. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Things you don't think you're going to say. Good news. It's only heroin. Well, that was fun. It was so fun. Now Thanks I know where your me. office is. Oh, I'm right in front of it this time. Yeah. So, yeah, now I know where your office is. Yeah, this is us. Um, we are usually here um we do a lot of training and we always have the coffee on so you know anybody has yeah. any questions about you know real estate um or investing you know we're here 
and we always have the coffee on so we're always ready for a good conversation so i could just use that as a rouge to get free coffee i mean you could and i'm gonna tell us tell on us a little <laughs> um we i like to buy the coffee from oso grande yeah and just brew that's it a, here people who don't know that's a local coffee um uh, shop here it's an amazing local yeah. coffee shop yeah they have um they have really good coffee they're yeah. on san juan boulevard yep they are yeah it's good and we have it here too so of course my sponsor is durango joe's so we'll, well, we'll talk about them too durango so, joe's is awesome <laughs> and they have really good coffee too yeah so it's good. there's several several around town local 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 coffee owners they're they're just great people with great shops and they're all they different are. and yeah so you can find one to match your personality and right all that. so yeah yeah Oso is a drive-through mm -hmm. and that's the speed of my life so right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. always on the go always on the phone <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> awesome well thank you so much hey, for, thank you so for much driving for with time. me riding yeah, with me so absolutely. it's yeah. my pleasure yeah i got to geek out a little bit and talk real estate whoop, whoop. i'm extremely far from an expert but i pick up little bits of information here and there and yeah I like yeah. to stay kind of in tune to the investment world and that's one of them so yeah, yeah absolutely well anytime yeah. you want info this is what we do so all right so next time i need a cup of coffee i'll come down here and come geek out a little right. bit about real estate yeah and get your stats and data <laughs> <Some> and <coffee. laughs> right absolutely <laughs> well cool thank you thank so, you so much, much. <laughs> Ken's Think Tank is made possible with help from these fine sponsors. Basin Home Health and Hospice, keeping you healthy, happy, and home since 1992. Durango Joe's, with a smile, a warm greeting, and a great cup of coffee. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. Ken Collins Marketing. 303-458-3000.